Hey, Slump Busters, it's time for episode 89 of the Slump Buster Podcast. I'm your host, Juju Talk Sports, and we have a wonderful, outstanding, awesome episode for you. Joining us on today's podcast, our guest, Joe Morley of Joe Morley Sports. Joe's been on the podcast before, representing the West Coast. We talk March Madness, we talk NFL free agency, we talk his Dodgers, and whether or not there's an asterisk mark on that championship season. Also sitting in the third chair is going to be C-Money, of course, the host of Slump Buster Reacts himself. But before we get into the episode, folks, we want to give a big thank you to our partners. It's time to welcome on a newcomer. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Blue Chew is making waves and bringing more confidence to the bedrooms. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew's tablets combat all forms of ED and can help men gain extra confidence for when it's time to perform. Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. Blue Chew's licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredients and strength for your prescription. Don't like swallowing pills? No problem here. Blue Chew's Sildenafil and Tadalafil tablets are chewable. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and they prepare and ship direct. So it's cheaper than a pharmacy. So if you could benefit from a little extra confidence in the bedroom for when it's time to perform, visit Blue Chew for more details and important safety information. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code SLUMP at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com promo code SLUMP to receive your first month free. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the Slump Buster. Our next partner, a long timer, one that we always love to talk about on the podcast. Yes, I am talking about Manscaped.com. Manscaped provides the perfect tools for your family jewels. Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with their perfect package 3.0, the number one in below the waist grooming. The perfect package 3.0 kit comes with the new improved lawnmower 3.0, waterproof cordless body trimmer, and a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your grooming routine. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. Not only does Manscaped obsess over technology development to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience, but they use the best ingredients in their formulations. Inside the perfect package, you'll also find the Manscaped Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant an anti-japing ball deodorant and moisturizer. If you want to look your best, smell your best, manscaped.com provides the products just for you. Get 20% off and free shipping and handling with the promo code slump at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping and handling at manscaped.com and use promo code slump. And lastly, it's time to give a shout out to CavemanCoffeeCo.com, an Albuquerque, New Mexico based product. We're from Albuquerque, New Mexico. We can tell you we only provide the best. Talking about their best, their cold brew coffees are delicious. They give you that boost and I can't recommend them enough. Speaking of stuff I can't recommend enough, have you tried their mammoth blend? This thing gives you a kick of energy in the morning and the perfect way to start your day. But if you're looking for something a little bit more light, let's say you just want to refresh yourself. How about trying one of their hibiscus teas? Delicious, sensational. These products, I can't speak highly about them enough, but they can be yours if you use promo code SLUMP at checkout to save yourself 15% off your next purchase. Yes, promo code SLUMP at cavemancoffeeco.com. I guess the point of this, folks, use promo code SLUMP. Don't be a chump. Save yourself a whole lot of money, whether that be bluechew.com, manscaped.com, or cavemancoffeeco.com. Thank you to our partners. It's time for the episode. See money Joe Morley, on tap, episode 89. Let's get it. Let's hashtag Bust the slump. Enjoy. 
right, guys. Slump Buster episode 89. Is this going to be the best Slump Buster episode 89 in the history of sports? Yes. Do I have C-Bunny Talk Sports? Yes. Do I have Joe Morley on today's podcast? Yes. And am I slightly inebriated? The answer is yes, guys. And I have to say that I am looking forward to this podcast. Um, Joe, obviously... One of my favorite people to talk to, C-Money, if you've been joining us during our Cobra Kai review series, C-Money Reacts, Slump Buster Reacts, we're bringing it to you weekly. We have a lot of fun reactions, even despite some YouTube copyright restrictions that we are currently battling. But C-Money, I know you're battling through and you're doing your best efforts to share that laugh that so many viewers and so many listeners enjoy. Uh, tell us about your legal struggles. Uh, what is currently going on with the copyright restrictions with YouTube? So I currently reacted to a hilarious episode of Mike Tyson Mysteries and of course YouTube. You can't have anything nice in the world. They don't want to see anything nice on their channel. So I've, I've had to keep cutting inches by inches by inches and it's still blocked by YouTube. So I'm at this point, I don't know if I should cut anymore or just work on another video. Now, Joe, I see you're wearing that Dodgers shirt. So naturally, I do have to ask, also with the Raiders fan in the background, what legal issues are you currently battling at this time? None. Just all the giant fans that are crying still over the World Series of the 60-game 60, uh, 60 season from last year. So I'm saying it's not real. But that's the only battles that I have going on at this time. Joe, I disagree. It is completely real. That asterisk mark on there, though, is a little bit real, too. So... There is that. I mean, it's, it's fine that you couldn't play a 160-game season, and that's what it took to break that 30-year title drought. But, you know, wh whatever it takes, man, I mean, just so you can wave that Dodger blue so proudly. On my home turf, you're bringing that blue to this podcast. Come on, Joe. Really? Hey, I'll take I a win. Any, any way we can get it, I'll take it. I mean, if they still crown the Astros the 2017 champions, then I'll take a 60-game season. Can I also throw in beating the expansion team Rays? I'm still considering them the expansion team. Come on, Tampa. That's a team. <laughs> that's a city not of champions, right? Come on. Come on. Uh, that team, um, hey, that, that city down there has been winning some in every sport now. Right, Tampa Bay. Uh, who would have thought Brady goes there, just changes the culture. Now if the Raptors somehow, even though trading Norman Pell today, pull it off, I guess, do they count? Or are they still Toronto? I know the I know the Face Off Hockey podcast has something to say about that one. Uh, I don't. I don't. I'm not a big hockey guy, so I'm not sure what's going on over there. Okay. Or are you talking the about Raptors? Do they count? Um, are they? Do they count as Tampa? Do they count as Toronto? Where are the lines drawn in the sand here this season? I'm going back and forth. From, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, you can count it as Tampa. Why not? You can count anything as Tampa. If you want to, whatever you want to claim, you can claim nowadays. It's 2021. You can claim whatever you want. City of champions. What can I say? So I'm going to claim that I'm from Tampa too. What's up? So I'm going to claim uh, Brady is, uh, is a Cowboys player then. Yeah, that might be the only chance for you guys to break any title droughts you've been in. Right, dude? It's like, um, I, I couldn't stop laughing at that meme that said, Brady, if you really want to prove you're the GOAT, go play for the Cowboys and win us a title. <laughs> I was laughing. <laughs> I literally had this discussion. So obviously, Cowboy fans are some of the most memeable fans in the history of the NFL. I think what it is is a lot of self-deprecating humor. The fact that you guys can have a motto 
of our stadium is open so God can watch Cowboys football. I think that's why people hate you. If you're ever looking for answers, that's why. <laughs> yeah, dude, us Cowboys fans, we we get rowdy, man. But you you guys could you guys could win us on the biggest argument, and we will always bring up our Super Bowl rings, and that's what just pisses everybody off even more. <laughs> Five rings. It's like Yankees fans. Twenty-seven rings. <laughs> Uh, yeah. for the Bronx 27 bro <laughs> well, they all got a little bit of rust on them Joe the last time I had you on we we're talking about how pathetic Pac-12 football was and now as I'm bringing you back on Pac-12 basketball had something to say about this conversation because we have Oregon Oregon State UCLA USC all in the Sweet 16 and March Madness is in fact mad what can you say about the Pac-12's success in this NCAA men's tournament? It's crazy. It's crazy. I thought, I mean, who expected it? Nobody. I mean, I'm an I'm a Oregon fan, football. Everything they do in Oregon, I've been a fan of. But to see four teams do this, uh, I mean, I, I don't know what's going on, what they got in the water over in the Pac-12. But, hey, uh, if we can get some of that. Maybe they're drinking that Michael Jordan secret stuff in the locker room over there. It, whatever it takes. I mean, I wish we had some Michael Jordan secret stuff out here in Texas because UT continues to be a perennial disappointment. Yeah, let's just sink millions of dollars into the program. Let's get Shaka Smart, a coach who is familiar with his own Cinderella stories, turns around Virginia Commonwealth, brings them to a Final Four. Oh, still hasn't won an NCAA tournament game in six years in Texas. Uh, yeah. Gets beat by Abilene Christian. What the hell? What is this week 16? We have Abilene Christian going to the round of 32, sure. But then if you look at the sweet 16 now, Oral Roberts still hanging around in there. Of course, Loyola Chicago, who was a Final Four team as of a couple years ago, one of the bigger surprise ones, led by that mean machine, Sister Jean. <laughs> and then... I, you, you just look around the bracket, Oregon and Oregon State going head to head. What would you say is like probably the biggest surprise out of these teams that are still hanging around for you, Joe? Uh, for me, I don't know, because when I, I'm, I'm looking at my bracket, so I, I'm pretty positive. So you, so you don't be like, come on, man. Um, I've only I'm, I'm missing two. No, three. My bad. So I'm missing three out of my my elite eight. So uh, I'm I'm pretty there. It's just I'm shocked by the Pac-12 and how good they're doing. Um, of course, everybody was shocked by Oral Roberts and what they did. I think Oregon State has to be your biggest one. Like who expected that? I think we just have to. I think COVID has done so much that some people played so many games, some people didn't, and it's just messing up the whole uh, our whole eye test on on the whole bracket. And I think it would hopefully get back to normal this weekend. <laughs> Does it all hurt your viewing experience not having the blue bloods like Duke and Kentucky in there? I feel like I've enjoyed it either way. I mean, you would you would always want Duke and and, and Kentucky. You always want those those big name guys, but hey, sometimes it happens. Like I, I don't know, I don't know because I know I thought that one point that they were actually going to let Duke in, and I was going to be like, and then how how big of a conversation would that be? Like you just let them in because they're a namesake, they didn't play good, so that that's uh. It's different. It's it's a different tournament to see, but at least we have a tournament. That's what I'm happy about. Because last year, it, March when it went away, it was it was horrible. See, money. Did you happen to drop a bracket this year? No, man. Um, <laughs> like I, I, I'm trying to really get into uh, college basketball, but 
it's just so hard. Even college football, it's hard to get into. Like, it's not hard, but you just have to keep up with it all the time. And I don't know a lot of these schools. Um, and, and you know me, like, you and I went to NMSU, and and they, they would at least make it. I don't know about this year, though. Yeah. <laughs> Especially I, COVID. <laughs> I get what you're saying, though. I mean, college football, college basketball – if your team's not competing or actively in it, sometimes it's a little bit easy to fall out of favor with it. And I think this year in particular, a lot of people in the media and mainstream media were a little bit down on the idea of college basketball even existing or having a March Madness. I think the year of separation we had away from the event definitely made people sour on the event as a whole. But in watching these first two rounds, you could just tell how excited people are to have it back have it back in the public atmosphere. And I think it's been a breath of fresh air because all these upsets, all this parody is just something you don't really see in other sports. And I think it's something so unique unto the sport of college basketball to be able to have so many unique schools have an opportunity to actually compete. Oral Roberts in NCAA football doesn't even have a chance. If they go on the field against Alabama, for argument's sake, they're getting smoked by 70 points minimum betting line. Right, Joe? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah for sure. For sure. It's like, whoo. So, I mean, it, it's so cool to see these teams that don't get necessarily that line, might don't get that funding, be able to have a chance to actually beat some of the teams that invest millions of dollars into the program. Again, going back to the Texas Abilene Christian, I believe that Texas spends – at least eight figures on their program each year. And this is college basketball. This isn't even the college football, which they spend way more. Uh, they have that booster program feeling all right, all right, all right, if you know what I mean. But when it comes to Abilene Christian, they spend less than a tenth of that and manage to get that upset. I think that is something that Cinderella being able to dance in March is one of those things that as sports fans, we can really rally behind no matter who the school is, uh, I will say this, as you mentioned, <laughs> see money, we're from New Mexico State. Every year we get projected as a Cinderella team. Every year we disappoint. Uh, Joe, which team do you think you've probably thrown your like fanhood more around? Obviously, you mentioned Oregon. Is Oregon probably your team you're riding with throughout this one? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm a, I'm a fan of Oregon, but I always around this time for the last couple of years, I've always jumped on the Gonzaga um, bandwagon. It's easier to stay now that they're a number one seed. But it's always like something over there that pulls my attention, and that's that's actually who I have winning it in my bracket is Gonzaga. So that's who I'm I'm rooting for. So I can just say at least I was a little bit right. Gonzaga. The thing about them is every year they're in this position, right? They're the favorite, and every year they disappoint. <laughs> they are one of those teams that have ri risen through the abyss of being a mid-major school to prominence, and yet when it comes tournament time, they've always come up a bit short. Yes, it would be kind of cool to see them. Again, just a unique name winning this tournament would be one thing that we could be really proud of around. But I'm not going to lie. I feel like that Baylor team has really caught my eye. I mean, they have some NBA dudes on that roster. And I feel as though when you just consider their size, the fact they even have like a point guard that um, can possibly be drafted at the next level, I, I think this team is more built for an upset. And I won't be surprised if they're cutting down the nets on championship Monday, I guess. 
Hey, at this point, I don't. Would, would you be surprised if anybody won? I mean, the way the yeah. upsets have been going, I mean, every team I think has a shot, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if anybody anybody upsets anybody uh, uh, at this at this point of the year. But yeah, Baylor, Baylor for sure has a has a great chance, and I don't know. I also I'm also looking at the Houston team uh, as as one. So you might get that win in Texas down there. Considering all the turmoil that Houston-based franchises and teams have been experiencing over the last calendar year, I think that would be the biggest win in the history of that city at this point. J.J. Watt left Houston. Deshaun Watson wants to get out of there if 22 women don't want to drag him down with them. I think at this point, any positive news coming out of the city of Houston would be a huge win. The beard left Houston. God. Houston University, do the Cougars, you got to do it for the whole franchise. You got to carry the Rockets, the Astros, and the Texans, as it turns out. Uh, yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's do that one for Texas. Uh, I, I feel you there. Let's rock it. <laughs> let's give them something good, huh? Give them let's something. Give them something to talk about. What, what about you, C-Money? Out of the Sweet 16 teams, uh, what, what are you feeling? Who do you like the most to be able to like advance and stay alive in this tournament? Currently, like you mentioned, you got Loyola, Illinois, you Loyola, Chicago, Syracuse, Houston, Arkansas, Oral Roberts, Baylor University out there, Waco, or maybe even the Michigan team. Yeah, get one from Michigan. Mm. So it's the Razorbacks, right? Arkansas Razorbacks? Arkansas Razorbacks, the home of Jerry Jones. Okay, so <laughs> I'm going for Razorbacks simply because uh, one of my family members was the first ever black coach for the Razorbacks okay we're learning a little bit more about one of our hosts here so <laughs> first ever Razorbacks head coach do you remember so in the football program history or uh in the football program history oh that's really cool was, uh Daryl Daryl Rogers Daryl Rogers yeah okay. he, uh, he he passed away in uh 2015 yeah 2015 and it was it was big it was like a huge funeral that they had for him Gone, but not forgotten. So Arkansas, you got to do it for the Rogers family history here for C money's <laughs> happiness. Go Razorbacks. I'm with it. You know what? <laughs> I changed everything I just said to this point, man, that man, Moses is hitting me hard here today, guys. I tell you what, this is message brought to you by the foundation for a perfect package. Why do I need manscape? Why do I need manscape? Why do I need manscape? Because the only fruit I want is the one because being in a relationship is not an excuse to be lazy. Because I like talking ball, not smelling like them. Because deforestation is proven to prevent forest virus. Manscaped is the only brand dedicated to below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped's crop preserver guarantees that you smell your best all day long. Manscaped boxer briefs are the most comfortable underwear on the market. Manscaped's advanced skincare technology makes Nick's a thing of the past. Manscaped is the number one in men's grooming. Subscribers get two free blade refills every three months. Get 20% off plus free shipping handling with the promo code SLUMP at manscaped.com. That's the promo code SLUMP at manscaped.com. Get your lawnmower 3.0 today. We are the Slump Busters. And we approve this message. NFL 
NFL free agency has definitely been one of the bigger headlines of the last couple of weeks here. A lot of movements with the lowered salary cap. We're seeing a lot of veteran players on the move. And I think it's obviously great from our standpoint, Joe, obviously getting talk sports and you have all these players on the move, all these veterans on the move, all these impact players on the move. But a few of them have moved away from the Raiders, particularly in that offensive line. How are you feeling about the Raiders' optimism heading into 2021, given how they've done in free agency? They got to see Marcus Mariota take a pay cut, but is that enough? A lot of Raider haters are coming out. a lot, And they always do. In the offseason, the Raider haters like to come out and they like to talk. I was upset with the Rodney Hudson move. With Rodney Hudson leaving the Raiders as a center and being the main guy on the offensive line, that was the one I was upset with. Gabe Jackson, bye, I'm good with that. Trent Brown, I'm good with you gone. Um, the Raiders do have some young guys that can step in. They brought in Richie Cognito back. They brought in Nick Martin from the Houston uh, Texans. They brought in some people and they had the young guys that were already beating those other two guys out. Um, Gabe Jackson was like the only one. They've been penny pinching people, like you said, with Marcus Mariota. And then a lot of players have come out against that. But it is a business. At the end of the day, it's a business. And, and it, it sucks. But I, I I don't know. I'm I'm still waiting for the Raiders to make a move in the secondary. They need a secondary guy. They, I thought they were going more defense uh, here. They've signed so many offices i think they're up to like 16 defensive linemen which is crazy i don't know what they're doing but i like what the i like it i I know they took a lot of heat for the offensive line move but then when i went back and i did more research on it and i i i'm guilty of it as a fan i thought it was a top five offensive line and i think that was what everybody in the nfl was thinking but when you actually go and break it down the tape and you actually look at it and you look at the stats they were actually like 12th 13th best offensive line in the league so they're i think they're going to be about right the same spot next year with that and they might even be better and they brought in a better running back in Kenyon drake to back up josh jacobs so i, I like the off season so far i'm not going to give them like an a plus or anything but i'll give them a c I'll i was give, actually going to ask you about Kenyon drake at over 10 million do you think that that is a good signing I think it's a good signing because Josh Jacobs tends to break down towards the end of the season. They need somebody to come in. Drake has never been when he's been told to be the spotlight guy. He he doesn't do it. He, he something happens. So when him him being the second back coming out of the backfield, being able to catch the ball, do a lot more stuff. You saw what um, John Gruden did with Booker last year, and now Booker went and got his money from the New York Giants. He's been taking these guys that have been outcast or everybody thinks their career's done or you know on the downhill like Kenyon Drake. They thought he was. Last year at Arizona that he didn't do the job that he was supposed to do. And now he's going to go to the Raiders and hopefully uh, John Gruden brings him back to life. I still think you have an outside chance at Richard Sherman getting a veteran in that defensive backfield at this time. And I do think that it's always a smart strategy to build from the defensive line. Building in the trenches, that's kind of my approach to building out a roster. And I do have a lot of faith in Mayock. But going into this fourth year for John Gruden in a 10-year deal, how are you feeling about the guy? Because at this point, not having a winning season, not being in the playoffs, I know he's taking a lot of heat, but I think it's rightfully so given the contract security that he was given. Well, you can always say that he's on the hot seat, but then you go, oh, no, he's a 10-year deal. My thing is, I always I like to give coaches three years. Yeah, I, I think three years is your number one thing. I'm going to I'm gonna take John Gruden's first year off because of all the cap stuff they did, all the players they got rid of. They had. I'll give you that first pass. So this will technically be, in my eyes, his third year. The first year, I'm not going to really count. So the first, th- this will technically be his third. This, I want to see playoffs this year. As a Raider fan, you need to make the playoffs. The last two seasons, you've started six and four and finished seven and nine, eight and eight. No, that's not that's not cutting it. Raider Nation, 
deserves to be in. The NFL is better with the Raiders winning. And John Gruden came in here and he said he was going to lead us to the promised land. This is year four, number three with your players, year three with your players. Make it happen. Go out there and do it. Make it happen. See, Manny, I'm going to bring you on here. Speaking of franchises that have learned to live with disappointment over the years, the Dallas Cowboys made the decision to pay Dak Prescott. Now, I am very against this decision. The Cowboys have been under 500 with Dak Prescott healthy and on the field. Now taking over 13% of the salary cap, which has been a number that not many quarterbacks have won with, specifically a Super Bowl, much less many playoff games. Can Dak Prescott lead this team at that salary point? Honestly, especially with that injury, I I don't think so. Um, that injury, my anticipation is that he will not be playing the same as he did before. I, I was very disappointed with this last season because I felt like even with Prescott in there, he is putting the whole team on his back. And even with that injury, like it just made it worse. And then I, I, thought, I thought Andy Dalton was going to be really good. He ended up not being so great. And then the team kind of just fell apart. But I, I don't know, man. Um, the, the thing that I don't like about big pay contracts like that is that when we paid Zeke, he stopped caring. He doesn't play the same. He's that player that just knows either way he's going to be guaranteed the money. And then unfortunately, we're going to start losing players with that DAC contract. Like Amari Cooper, he's still playing with heart. He's still in it for the team. He's he, he, he last season. He, he did his best with whichever way he can. I like Cooper a lot, but unfortunately I think down the line, we're going to lose him and players like that. Honestly, I don't know if Prescott's even worth that money. See, the problem is when you pay a franchise quarterback that amount of money, you have to get younger. You have to get cheaper. You have to do all these extra concessions at other positions to make it work. And that includes, obviously, I think the Cowboys are in good spot at wide receiver. If you do have to let Amari Cooper walk, that's why you drafted a guy like C.D. Lamb. But we saw how bad that defensive backfield already was out the gate. And their big offseason acquisition, Keanu Neal, is a fun safety to watch. He's a guy that can lay down that boomstick. But he's not a good cover safety. And if you look at one one of the things the Cowboys struggled with, They weren't covering anyone. They weren't stopping the running game. That defense was abysmal trash. It got a little better by the end of the year. I mean, hell, they beat my Niners. I'll give you that. You beat Nick Mullins. Congratulations, guys. But overall, that defense was not winning them any games. And I I agree with what you said. You're going to start losing players. It's just going to be impossible to start paying guys after a point. So even if you do get a star, keeping them around enough to continue to compete is going to continue to be a problem. You might even cut Zeke by next year. Amari Cooper might not be in the roster in a couple of years. That offensive line that has carried the Dallas Cowboys to multiple wins and multiple statistically great seasons is starting to diminish. I mean, Leo Collins, um, all these guys have started to either retire or leave. You just can't pay these guys anymore. So I think the Cowboys are in one of the worst spots in the league. What say you, Joe? Yeah, on the, on the Cowboys, I, I... – it's, it's interesting to see what they did. And you, you touched on Neil. Neil's going to go from safety to linebacker, so he has to make that adjustment in the, in the Cowboys. You got Dan Quinn running the system now, right, in, in, as a defense coordinator. The Cowboys' defense got better as the year went on last year, but what have they added this year? Nothing. I mean, besides Neil, you expected them to go out there and make big plays, and they haven't done it. And 
the Dak Prescott contract, I'm always against quarterbacks getting paid big money. I, I think the Cowboys should have done it two years ago. They played him for no for no reason. They let him on for to pay him all this money now. They should have done it two years ago. She could have got him a lot cheaper. Amari Cooper's deal, yeah, it's, it's horrible. You should have just let him go to the Washington football team when they were offering him that big money. I know there's a rumor out there that they might trade Michael Gallup for uh, Gilmore. Does that help out? I mean, really, you're going to bring another high-priced player in? I don't I don't know if that's going to work for the Cowboys. But, I mean, the Cowboys are the Cowboys, and Dak Prescott puts up yards, and I'm not going to rule him out, though. I, I, just, I just talked about it uh, earlier that – I still see the Cowboys as probably the second best team in that division. Second best team in the division, but that division has been maligned over the years. (laughs) That's not saying much, right? (laughs) That's not saying much. Honestly, it's unfortunate to even hear that rumor about Gallup, too. He's another player that I like a lot. One that played with heart and isn't worried about the money at all. Uh, It just, I, I hate to see it. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the tough things about just paying a quarterback. And that's why I'm just so against this idea of paying for mediocrity. Yes, I like Dak, and I can sympathize with his plight being this plucky fourth-round pick that managed to succeed against all expectations. But game paid second most to Patrick Mahomes, game paid more than Russell Wilson, who has won a Super Bowl, game paid more than Deshaun Watson, who had infinitely more college success, what has won at the pro level getting paid more than these guys mvp aaron Rodgers, or certainly the greatest of all time tom brady i just think that the justification for dak having that money at that price point doesn't make sense for me even if you tell me the cap is going up sure he's still taking up over 10 percent of that cap and when you just look at the sheer statistical numbers of quarterbacks that have made that price range it is not added up. And then you look at the record with Dak in general, not counting the contract he's about to get paid. He has been a below 500 quarterback over the last couple of years. Even before the injury, he was struggling. Uh, he, the only reason he had such great statistical success is the team was behind. When a team is behind, how Blake Bortles had great passing statistics because his team was behind. And that's exactly what Dak had the benefit of throwing on his resume or throwing to his uh, agent to be able to pitch to Jerry Jones in these meetings. Yes, I agree with you, Joe, that he could have like got his contract a couple years ago from the team. It could have been a cheaper rate, but even that cheap rate we're talking about, I know that the cat, the, I know that the Dak Prescott camp was throwing out numbers like 35 million, 40 million. And I would, if I'm putting a hard number on it, honestly, based on the other contracts in the league, I don't think you can make a case for me that Dak Prescott deserves to get paid over 30 million a year. That's where I'm setting the number at. And maybe, hey, I don't get to resign him. So what? Go play for the Buffalo Bills and see what average contract that works out to. Go play for Chicago. But if I'm NFL GM, if I'm NFL GM, Juju Talk Sports, I'm not paying Dak Prescott. I'm letting him walk. I'm franchise tagging him. I'm doing whatever it takes, but to be honest, I don't think I'm paying him. I don't give him all that long-term deal. I, I don't know if anyone wants to fight me on that one. Yeah, and then what sucks too is like, oh, my, like that was a sad game to watch. Um, I like I like Prescott a lot, and you know he's my quarterback. But even with that injury now too, that's gonna hold his performance back. Uh, he's not. He's definitely not gonna play the same with an injury like that. So if you think about the money, it's kind of like he's 
I, I like this sounds so mean, but it's kind of like he's worth less now because of that injury. And the Cowboys still paid him that much. They still got him. They still got him that contract. Um, I agree. They should have done it years ago. The Cowboys could have gotten themselves out of this bind because now, now the rest of the team is going to lose players. Now we're going to lose good players, good players that, that don't even have those contracts, but they're thirsty for that win. And, ah, yeah, the Cowboys, man. I'm a huge fan, but they always love they always love to make moves that disappoint. Well, who's the who's the example quarterback that everybody wants to look at? It's Tom Brady. What does Tom Brady do every single year? He takes a pay cut. Pay cut yeah. Why does he take that pay cut? So you can get more players under that salary cap. And all these teams that pay their quarterback big money. And that's why I'm a Raider fan and I want to keep Derek Carr. Why? Because I look at his contract. Why do 49er fans want to keep Jimmy G? Because of his contract. Because you can negotiate that contract. And they play well enough to win games. All these teams that have great quarterbacks and you're paying them big money, they end up struggling. They end up getting exposed. Yeah, you can make the playoffs, but that's where you're going to get exposed. Russell Wilson, you're getting exposed. Why? Because you're paying him so much money, you're not going after the offensive line. So when you're paying Dak Prescott and you're not paying your defensive your defensive uh, players, <laughs> you're gonna get exposed. Yeah, Dak might get you somewhere. He might win a division game for you, but he's not gonna win you that Super Bowl because you're spending so much money on him. And I, I think you're onto something, uh, Juju. With thirty million dollars is a lot of money. Uh, you are players are worth whatever he's gonna offer them. I'm never gonna offer, say that, but. $30 million for a quarterback. When, when do we stop paying these quarterbacks? That's, that's what I've, I've been asking for a long time because now you got Lamar Jackson coming up. You have, you have Josh Allen coming up. Are we, are we, are, is it expectation in the NFL? They always, it doesn't matter how great your skill is. It's always the next man up. If you're free and you're a free agent at that quarterback, you better beat out that last one. So they going to, they're going to have to beat out Dak's contract. They're going to have to beat out Patrick Mahomes, but they're not better than them. And that's what I don't get. Like, where do we draw the line? And I think 30 million a, a year said it should be good enough and we're not, we have enough stats coming out that say when you pay the quarterback your team suffers yeah i i think one of the contracts that is going to be the interesting barometer for quarterback contracts moving forward is going to be baker mayfield that's a contract that i'm kind of like putting my eyes on to see how that one comes out because if i look at what baker mayfield's done to this point in his career if you told me between 25 million and 30 million a year i believe you I think that's fair for what Baker Mayfield has put out. Yes, he's got that playoff win, that big one last year. But the couple of years before that were kind of average. I mean, he had that big rookie season, but can we really measure big rookie seasons as a true assessment of how to pay a guy? No, because otherwise you would be giving RG3 a huge time extension if you're Washington, right? I think when it comes to these QB contracts, there has to be a plateau. There has to be a moment in which we say, this is the furthest we can go without line stepping any further. Because we're already talking about Patrick Mahomes getting over $300 million or half a billion dollars to play quarterback. We're already talking about Dak Prescott, who in even not just today's standards, but in past standards, maybe would have been a mediocre quarterback, a mid-range quarterback game paid over $100 million guaranteed. And you mentioned his name, Jimmy Garoppolo. And I love Jimmy. I think one of the biggest pushbacks on Jimmy Garoppolo is the fact that he got paid with such a short sample size of his playing career. Um, but even him, like I, I, I think that we've started to hit a point where it's just like, 
we got to start paying reasonable salaries to this market because the rest of the teams are suffering. There hasn't been a success of one of these guys elevating their team any further. And at that point, what are you doing as franchise? If you're saying, I'm going to pay this guy, sure, but I'm going to be mediocre for the next 10 years. And then when I'm mediocre and after I paid him, he's going to want to request out like what we're seeing with all the Deshaun Watson drama. You want to know why Deshaun, they can't build around you because you're getting paid. It's as simple as that. It's like an equation. There's a set amount of money. You take up such a large chunk of that money. We have 53 other players or 55 other players or whatever it is now because of COVID to pay. That is why we can't pay you what you want and still expect to win games. And I think that we've started to hit that point. And I think, is there a going back point? I don't know. I think what it really comes down to is can NFL teams actually have the gumption in their negotiating strategy to say no. No means no. Just say no. I think that's what needs to happen with NFL GMs and NFL ownership. Any closing thoughts, guys? I think you're right on. I think you're right on. We just need that team to say no. And I, will it happen? No. Because you said Baker Mayfield, you're going to watch that contract. Are you going to be surprised? Okay, Baker Mayfield, 25 to 30. Okay, I see that, right? But are you going to be surprised if somebody offers him $45 million a season? No. And then you're going to be like, well, he should. He doesn't deserve it, but that's what the going rate is. Like, uh, I don't know. The 16 to 17% of the salary cap is what they say is quarterbacks deserve, but I think it's crazy. I think it's crazy. Yeah, I think realistically, the only way to really mitigate that moving forward is if you have quarterbacks legitimately take a percentage of their salary cap in their contract. I think that might be the only way. And then even at that, you have to make the case and make that argument for historically, quarterbacks over this 13% marker haven't won Super Bowls. Will you be willing to take less than this indicated marker? which might mean you're getting paid less than 40 million, might mean you're getting paid less than 45 million, 50 million, whatever the salary cap is at that given time. And I don't think quarterbacks are going to be willing to do it because I'll say this as an entrepreneur myself, as someone that wants to make the most money possible in this capitalistic society we live in, I would tell you that if you told me, yeah, you could make $200 versus $100 or $150, sure, I would kind of rationalize it. But I think probably the biggest thing is because these guys are making millions of dollars and for someone like myself looking at this from an outsider perspective, they could probably live off a million dollars as generational wealth. I look at a quarterback saying the difference between 45 million and 42 million and saying, oh, that's the difference between my generational wealth. That's the difference between my contract I could give my kids, my grandkids. I look at that. I'm like, really? You're telling me 42 million can't last you for the next hundred years. What are you spending it on? What, where is this going? You know, are you just spending it all on tigers? Is that what's going on? Because apparently tigers are cheap now. They're only $2,000 paychecks. I could pay that off with my stimulus check if I want to. I don't know. I'm just bitter and drunk now. <laughs> well, you ain't lying. You ain't lying. You're on, a, you're on a roll. Keep going. I got to get these. I got to start doing more mimosas before the podcast. I think that's the key, guys. Honestly, like, I think that's the secret formula for really busting the slump what say you <laughs> so so it's going to be like off off topic but i was listening to um the joe rogan experience today with marcus latrell and he he pretty much said always do story time with a, a shot of whiskey because more more of the story comes out 
in other words, yeah, Julian, keep 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 doing the show buzz so you could get on more rants. <laughs> so are you saying this best man whiskey that I got here? Because if you didn't know, C Money here is in fact engaged to the beautiful, the exciting, the smart, the intelligent Marissa Lorraine Dutton. Are you telling me this best man whiskey should be part of my pre-game routine, my pre-podcast routine? Yes, but remember to save a shot for the wedding. <laughs> save a shot for the wedding? Okay, well, you know what? This is the first ever live podcast shot, and I, I got to say, like, I'm not much of a drinker, so you're probably going to make me see me book the most cringe face after I do this one here, guys. But remember, promo code slump, bluechew.com, manscaped.com. This one's for you guys. There you go. Ah. <laughs> God, dude, and, oh my and, and god. It, why, why? This is why I've been drinking whiskey since college. Oh. Dude, Gentleman's Shack is amazing. I love Gentleman's Shack. See, see, Money, in your best man invitation, you should just put like fruit juice or maybe like something like a sippy cup or set it a little <laughs> more soft, you know, just like it really ease me into it. But like, you know, let's pull some hair on his chest. Let's give him some Gentleman's Jack. <laughs> All, All right, right, guys. So, <laughs> um, so I kind of want to touch on baseball a little bit. Joe, obviously you're rocking the Dodgers gear a little bit. I got the Giants flags in the background. Your Dodgers are going for their second World Series title in back-to-back years. And they have signed the reigning Cy Young Award winner out of the National League, Trevor Bauer. Are you guys just going to fucking wreck every other team in the NL? Is that what I'm basically interpreting from that signing? I'm hoping. I'm hoping, but you never know. In baseball, it's like you always have the best team and then something happens. Okay, and that's what people are like, oh, Trevor Bauer, you, you paid him so much money. The Dodgers paid him so much money. Yeah, but even if he doesn't work out, he's still like the third or fourth best pitcher on that team. <laughs> you know what I mean? You still got Kershaw. You still got Bueller. You still got David Price who's coming back who wasn't there last year. The, the, this is a, just a loaded team, and I'm just glad to be on this. I've been a Dodger fan my whole life, and there's so many times where I didn't get the root for the team. Like, I had to go through those bad – bad years and i'm finally there and and then there was the years that they were like the dodgers are the best team and they didn't win it they didn't finish it out it's always a joke because they always start off good and then they finish bad finally last year all that emotion came out I, I i finally got to see it i finally got to live and cheer and cry and do all that with the championship and it was awesome um and i just i just want to do it again i think I mean, they're loaded up. Tell me another team that's close to them because I, I thought the Padres were getting close to them this offseason, and then the Bauer signing came, and it's like, get it out of here. It's yeah. done. <laughs> yeah, no, dude, it's not even close at this point. I've been trying to look through teams. I wanted to get more involved in power rankings, these MLB teams. But I'll look at other rosters. Yeah, you mentioned the Padres. Maybe the Yankees can make an argument they took a step back. But I just don't see another squad that really competes with them. Um, obviously, yeah, the Rays were good last year, but I don't think the Rays are going to be back there this year. Our Blake Snell is with San Diego now as it currently stands. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully he's with the manager that doesn't pull him after just, what, five and a half innings or whatever yeah. it was. I, I don't know. At this point, baseball's so hard to read, but when I look at the Dodgers, 
I just know that they have the most talented roster in the sport. I mean, what they're rolling out there with Bellinger, Seeger, that pitching staff, Mookie Betts, Mookie fucking Betts. They managed to pull him from the Red Sox. Are you kidding me? This team is just fucking stacked, like top to bottom. All I have as a Giants fan right now is Carl Uskremsky's grandkid, and that's about it. And, and Joey Bart, right? Joey Bart, if he's going to play. Joey Bart, if he, we pull him up from the minors. Uh, actually, he came up a little bit for last year. I forgot. Uh, yeah, he came up last year. Maybe we pull up Austin Slater. <laughs> or let's see. Uh, we, we got a couple kids in the farm system, but I, I don't think anything is really brewing to the point where they're at that established stardom that is currently the Los Angeles Dodgers roster. I think, uh, what are you guys at? Like nine straight NL West titles? Yeah, and this year they lost Jock Peterson and they lost Kiki Hernandez. And that would normally crush another team to lose two two good players, two good role players like that, right? I'm not saying they're all-star players, but they're two good role player te- players. And they just bring up another guy, another prospect to take a spot and do, and do very good. It's like, wow, like you just keep coming and you keep coming. And this is what they, they – well, this shows that money buys cha- it can buy championships, but also what they're doing in the farm system because the Dodgers are doing it both ways. Yes, they have the money like the Yankees did back in the day, and they can buy these guys. But when they're buying off these contracts, they're also taking in, in top prospects. So they're like, yeah, I'll take that high price guy, but you're going to give me that top prospect. So they're building the farm system as well. So when it gets down to it and they lose certain guys, then they, you know, they could bring up this guy. So it's cheaper to bring in this high price guy. And that's how they're able to bring in Trevor Bowers and stuff like that, because they're playing a second baseman like Gavin Lux, you know, the league minimum. Yeah, I, I think that's the key to any solid baseball organization is building what's within. Those franchises that we see that will bring in free agents, outside talents, they don't tend to have the best track record unless they have an established farm system. Look at what the Phillies are doing. They went out there, they paid Bryce Harper, Didi Gregorius, all these guys, a ton of money, and they are the third best team out of the NL East. Uh, let's say uh, you have the Nationals, you have the Mets who are way better than them at this point. Hell, the Marlins, who I thought were legitimately bottom feeders, were in the playoffs last year. They were even putting it on T-shirts. We are bottom feeders. I thought that Marlins were going to be the team that sunk the 2020 baseball season, and they made it to the playoffs. So clearly, the Phillies, paying free agents outside of the system, it doesn't work in baseball. You have to build through the minor leagues. And I think the Dodgers are one of the best examples of it because – they will take that money ball approach. They will take that saber metrics approach and then they will add to it their billions of dollars in revenue that they generate yearly to get those star players and add to them. You know, uh, I, I will say this, even as a rival perspective, I am genuinely impressed at what the Dodgers are able to do. And that's why I'm actually excited that we managed to steal one of your guys, uh, Farhan Zaidi. He's been doing great stuff with our farm system. But I think that's just new wave baseball, being able to scout those international guys and those prospects that sing, specialize in one particular thing, would that be hitting out of the ballpark or throwing 100 plus miles per hour? Yeah, I think that's what the Dodgers really hit it out of the park with. That may have been a pun. That was a pun. I, I had to drop it. It was just one of those things. Yeah. And then you got to know when to trade those prospects. Like some teams hold on to some prospects and then they get them to the major leagues and they, they turn out to be nothing. So the Dodgers have been very good at that. I don't know why they've been good at it. They've been good at keeping the right ones and trading off the ones that 
that go somewhere else to Boston and then become nothing. It's like, wow. Like, I, I don't know how they're doing it, what they got over there, but I'm glad I'm a Dodger fan at this time. And it was a rough ride. Like you said, like you could boast and talk about the three championships for the Giants that I had to sit there and watch. I will. And I will. About because it was always like, hey, let's open the season against the Dodgers and show off our, our new banner. And now we finally get to, to do some stuff like that. Okay. Uh, well, you know, we were talking about one of the interesting storylines heading in the season. I think this would be a good topic to close things off on. See, uh, money uh, I'll start you off on this one. Would you attend a baseball game with 100% capacity on its occupancy limit, like the Texas Rangers home opener is set to become? Uh, so I got my second vaccine yesterday, so I would go in two weeks. Oh, la-dee-da, Mr. <laughs> second shot guy. Okay, I'm sorry. I felt that I was talking to an equal, but clearly I'm talking to a far superior race in this particular regard. Mr. Two Vaccines. Okay, fine. Joe, would you go to the Texas Rangers home opener? Yeah, I would go. Uh, um, mask, no Oh, yeah, mask. one shot. Is that what I'm getting? I haven't, I haven't had it received a shot. No, I have not. Um, I've had COVID before. I've, I've had lung issues before. Um, I would go. I mean, it's, it's time to get back to normal. It's time to do mm-hmm. some, some stuff. And that, that's what, that's what I'm pushing. I, it's not that I'm, uh, it's not that COVID's not out there. It's not that anything that we're afraid of that. It's just, let's get back to being normal. If we get sick, I, I apologize. That sucks. And we got to fight through it. But I, it's time to move on, get back to normal, and let's cheer. Let's, you know how hard it is to watch, like you said, to watch baseball and watch these teams play and not be there and cheer these guys on. These guys work so hard for it, and I just want to be in. The, I just want to feel normal again. How about that? Tell me though, you said you had COVID. How was that? I'm, I mean, not throwing barbs here, but you are a bigger guy. Like having COVID, like how did that affect you? Oh, it's it's no joke. I'll tell you that. Like a lot of people will tell you like everybody's different but yeah i'm a bigger guy uh i and i like i said i had the lung issues before so it hit me pretty good i have um i have a nebulizer and i have um uh, i can't even think of the medication now but i i I just get on that all day and it goes away and it helps me out but yeah dude it it is no joke like when it starts contracting your your lungs and you start breathing and you and you're like sitting there going you know because at one point you i couldn't even have a conversation that sometimes like you're just like it got to me and it's just like and it shuts you down it but you don't want to lay down because everything that you read about it is you don't want to lay down you have to be active you have to keep your body going but you're at the same time you're trying to lay down and be like i'm done (laughs) i want to be done with this so but if you if you read about covid just if you just keep active and keep moving and just force yourself to walk just a little bit um, you should be all right. You should, you, you normally be all right, but it, I mean, I don't wish it on nobody. I don't wish it on anybody, but being there and, and doing it, I, I, I don't know. Like I said, I just want to be back to normal. All right. Well, obviously Joe, you're a return guest, not first time guest. So I don't have to ask you the obligatory. What's your favorite sports movie question, but knowing the C money was coming on the podcast, I had to rock the Cobra Kai digs. Joe, have you been watching Cobra Kai at all? That I haven't. I'm sorry. I haven't been watching it. So you're saying we have to indoctrinate you into this church of Cobra Kai. This- See, I've never, I've never been a karate kid. I've never liked the first, the movies or anything like that. Wow. You're just opening up a whole can of worms. This is like, 
internet fodder. This is what people get attacked for. People get attacked for less on the internet, Joe. I know, but hey, you know what? I'm a big fan of Mighty Ducks, and the new series of Mighty Ducks is coming out on Disney Plus come Friday. So, are you saying that should be the next series that the Slump Buster crew attacks for? Get your popcorn. Hey, Emilio Estevez, you can't go wrong with him. He's reprising his role. Yes, he's coming back. Gordon Bombay. Yep, and it, it looks pretty sweet, man. I'm, I'm super excited. And then uh, I just saw a picture recently that that they, uh, I, I guess for one episode, they're bringing back, I think, seven of the original Mighty Ducks. So, seven? Uh, Woo! going to be in there. How old would uh, everyone Daphne's be? They have be to be 20, there. 30, right? Uh, I, I, Fulton looks older now. Um, I, don't, I don't know if you remember watching him in Daredevil. I mean, they're older than us, right? Like, yeah, we're all here in our high 20s, low 30s. I never like to assume, Joe. Well, I'm like in the mid, I'm, I'm middle 30s. How about that, 35? So, yeah, I, I would think they have to be my age or a little bit older. I mean, we've all seen the picture of, of Goldberg. I wonder what, how he's doing. Oh, God, man. Oh, that picture was rough. <laughs> man, yeah, child dude, stars that- in Hollywood, right? That aging process, sometimes you'd be very hit or miss. We can't all be Emma Watson, can we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we, we should definitely do a get your popcorn for that, man. I'm super excited for that. Joe, you're obviously your baseball guy. Baseball season coming up. What should be our first inaugural baseball opening get your popcorn movie review? I mean, I'm sure you guys already done Moneyball and all that stuff, right? So We haven't. So you're saying Moneyball? I'm hearing Moneyball. Moneyball is my favorite one. Moneyball is my favorite Moneyball movie of almost you hear all that, time. Chris? We're because... going to be talking Brad Pitt. We're going to be talking Jonah Hill. We got a fat Jonah Hill, too. So you know it's going to be yeah. a good movie. Oh, yeah, dude. I, I, I will definitely watch Moneyball again. That movie is so good. Chris Pratt, right? Yes, yeah, Chris yeah. Pratt is Chris in there, Pratt's too. In there. And he's actually looking somewhat fit. He's in between Star Wars and Parks and Rec on this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I, moneyball gives you the behind the scenes of uh, like we said the analytics of everything and and just a great story over, overall they give you the underdog i think that everything about it is is what catches me <laughs> all right well awesome guys well uh let's see see money any closing thoughts before we head on out of here uh i am still trying to get that reaction up for you guys um if if mike tyson won't make it i'll find something else <laughs> We'll get Mike Tyson on the podcast. How about that? All right. Yes. Well, yes. So, so, so he could tell Warner Brothers not to copyright <laughs> claim us. No more copyright. God, the YouTube algorithm sometimes uh, is hit or miss. Man. Joe, obviously, you know, thank you, of course, for coming on. We always love having you on. I appreciate you doing it on relatively short notice, a couple of days in advance, but usually I like to do a week. So, uh, thank you so much, man. Uh, you gotta give the plug still you gotta educate the people where you're on where can we find you all the stuff you're working on man well i am the co-creator of the warzone sports network which we just launched we have it on instagram we have it on youtube three weekly sports shows right now and getting bigger we have pretty soon we'll have one show every single day over there so the warzone sports network on instagram youtube warzonesportsnetwork.com you guys can find me on there but yeah i'm grinding hard behind the scenes over there can you give me a sales pitch for sports me? I know everyone's trying to talk me into it at this point. Uh, I'm not going to give you a sales pitch for sports me. I was on sports me. I'm not on it as much anymore. It's it's it is what you make it to be. If you want to go on sports me, it's your face. It's your debate. You you put your face out there. You talk about what you want. It is what it is. But you're going to get a lot of repetitive stuff. <laughs> and I don't know. I just. 
to me it was fun while it lasted but uh, i'm kind of done with it okay i put my put this ugly mug out there enough so i think people are okay with it okay yeah. guys well you've heard enough of us at slump buster podcast on ig at slump buster pod on twitter have you heard about manscape.com have you heard about bluetooth.com have you heard about cavemancoffeeco.com well guess what you can save a whole lot of money if you use promo code slump to save on all those great products all those great ball trimmers all those great boner pills we got them for you just save a whole lot of money on them anyways go for our instagram page like the memes stay for the pod stay safe happy and healthy we'll see you on the next one